Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and the Black Crows with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. I think my headphones are broken. Come on. Yeah, don't even work. I can't even hear what you're saying. Who are you? What show is this? What day is this? I think it's Tuesday. Feels like a Monday. It does feel like a Monday, but it's actually a Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday doesn't really have a feel. Wednesday has a feel. Friday's got a feel. I feel a Thursday. I tend to feel a Monday. All right. Only on a Tuesday. Isn't that weird? It it's feels, very feels like weird. a Monday. Hey, uh, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, uh, today is your chance to win $1,000 of the keywords cash. We'll have the keyword for you after 8 o'clock. Maybe you'll win. Maybe. And if we remember to give you the keyword to cash, you might have a better chance of winning that $1,000. Well, I'm going to leave that responsibility up to you to remind me. Now i got to set an alarm on my phone to remember. Good idea. Hey, by the way, if you listen to the, uh, the podcast brought to you by uh, Marcotte Ford, they got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford and Holyoke. There's that and a lot of other stuff coming up this morning, too. Lots of other stuff. Lots. Spax and Nagel on Rock 102. Could you... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 in Van Halen with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, sunny and hot today with a high of 92. More of the same for tomorrow and pretty much the rest of the week in the 90s all week. Uh, 66 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Man, they say these deaths come in threes, and they're not kidding. No, uh, they're not. Summer is coming to a close, and sadly, it was our last with Margaritaville legend Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy passed away on Friday at the age of 76. Didn't even make it till Monday. And just, uh, what, 107 days before Christmas? I know. He's been battling a rare, uh, he had been battling a rare and aggressive form of skin cancer called Merkel cell carcinoma. He'd been fighting it for about four years. His last show was a surprise appearance in Rhode Island in early July. Jimmy was born on Christmas Day in 1946 down in Mississippi. Grew up in Alabama, but returned uh, to attend the University of Southern Mississippi. After graduating in 1969, <laughs> He performed in the streets and bars of New Orleans, and he became known as the fun performer who didn't take himself too seriously. His biggest hit, Margaritaville. Oh, that's the one. 1977. But around that time, he also put out Come Monday, Finns, Volcano, A Pirate Looks at 40, Cheeseburger in Paradise, Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screw, Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes, and Son of a Son of a Sailor. And for that, yeah. he accumulated a wealth of almost a billion dollars. Isn't that crazy? Dude made a lot of cash. Hey, uh, people, uh, it's one of those, it's one of those, as much as people want to make fun of it, Mm -hmm. he's one of those guys that you can just put on around like, uh, you know, background music and everybody will be just, oh, loving it left and right. Oh yeah, put on that cheeseburger song. Pencil uh, thin mustache. I like that one. Let's, uh, let's play music from the billionaire. Well, he wasn't a billionaire when he wrote all that stuff. No, but he, yeah, he became one. Well, did very well for himself. Pretty smart. Uh, he released more than 30 albums over his career, and a few weeks before his death, he was promoting an upcoming album called Equal Strain on All Parts. It's unclear if that's still coming out or not. Paul McCartney posted a long tribute online where he said, quote, right up to the last minute, his eyes still twinkled with a humor that said, I love this world, and I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. 
Well, there you go. <sighs> Buffett. But then there were, there, there were two other uh, major music deaths. Yes, but I mean, Jimmy kind of stole the thunder uh, of the other two. Bigger than the lead singer for uh, for Smash Mouth? Yeah, former Smash Mouth singer Steve Harwell passed away yesterday. He was only 56. According to reports, he was in hospice care due to liver failure. Pretty sad life this guy had. Yeah, the more you read about it, you think uh, uh, the real tragedy. He struggled. He had a lot of demons going on there. He, he struggled with alcohol abuse for years. He also had heart problems. He was diagnosed with cardiomyopathy in 2013. Almost everyone knows Smash Mouth's hits All-Star. It was the Shrek movie song, along with their Monkees cover of I'm a Believer. Uh, the other hits, Walking on the Sun, Then the Morning Comes, Can't Get Enough of You, Baby, and Pacific Coast Party. When do we start playing that stuff? Oh, uh, after yeah. 9 o'clock, I would assume. I don't think, are we doing a Steve Harwell tribute? You know, he also lost a son, like, yeah. last year or the year before. Real tragic life. Yeah, it's uh, he's he had a lot of issues that he was dealing with, and I think the alcohol got the best of him. Uh, he started Smash Mouth back in 1994. He was the lead singer until his retirement two years ago when he left due to ongoing physical and mental health issues. I remember seeing a video of him. Like, you could tell he was hammered, and he just didn't yeah. care. Like, he was just like, this is it. And that was one of the last perform. I think that was the last performance that he did. I also think, if I remember this correctly... He also was kind of uh, felt like Smash Mouth was only going to be known for the Shrek movie and not all their other stuff. But, you know, there are bands who would kill for that opportunity yeah, I, to have that listen, one song be iconically played everywhere. When the All-Star game was in Boston back in 99, that song was that was everywhere. That yes. was, that, I didn't remember them from Shrek. I remembered them from Walking on the Sun. That was uh, I had that album, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and the fact that uh, Smash Mouth said in a statement, quote, Steve was a true American original. He will be remembered for his unwavering focus and impassioned determination to reach, reach heights of the pop stardom. And then a third death. Did you see that one? Gary Wright. Yeah. Uh, some say death comes in threes, and it, this weekend it did. 70 singer Gary Wright passed away at the age of 80. Uh, his son says Gary has been diagnosed with Parkinson's about five or six years ago, and since then, he also suffered from Lewy body dementia. Ooh, that what a horrible way to go! Terrible. Gary had a, a couple of huge hits with Dreamweaver and Love Is Alive back in 1976. Uh, a few other singles got a lot of airplay, including Really Want to Know You in 1981. In 1991, Dreamweaver had a second life when he re-recorded that song for Wayne's World. You know, Mike Myers did that right. whole thing with uh, Tia Carrera. Carrera, Carrera. Yeah, that's close enough. But uh, um, we interviewed him a couple of times. Yeah, I actually it- remember uh, picking up the phone and saying, hey, could you hold, please hold? I have two other people that you need to talk to. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to talk to me. You want to talk to those guys. Yeah. Uh, Gary performed live frequently, either as a member of Ringo's all-star band with his own live band or with the British Brews rock band Spooky Tooth. Well, there you go. There Three you go. of them gone in a weekend. Very sad. Horrible Labor Day. For I always like that song, Love is Alive. I do. Not as much life in it today. I like uh, Keep Yourself Alive by Queen. Queen. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. one, too. I like uh, uh, Staying Alive. Staying by, Alive, uh, BG, sure. I was kind of uh, like the song Alive from Pearl Jam, too. Never had a real problem with that one. Yeah, like that's that? the one. Yeah, that's, that's my it. Eddie Vedder impression. Oh yeah. 
the Osbournes are bringing back their podcast after a five-year hiatus. In a preview for the second episode, Jack pokes fun at Sharon's love for cosmetic surgery. First, Ozzy claims that Sharon is done with surgeries forever, but Jack says, quote, I thought you had like a two or three year like tune-up. It's like a car every 5,000 miles mom goes for a tune-up. Sharon didn't seem too bothered by it, though. She says, that's right. Everybody needs it. Everybody needs plastic surgery. I don't feel I need it. How did they understand what Ozzy was saying in a podcast? Ugh. Editing. Ugh. Lots Ugh. and lots of editing. Yeah. I think Filters. He, he came up with the lyrics for I'm Still Alive. <laughs> <laughs> and then anybody went, <laughs> You can't sing that. Ozzy <laughs> sang that three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and they sound like two <laughs> chimpanzees. And uh, Kim Kardashian was photographed over the weekend wearing a lovely new choker. Really? Mm-hmm. She also said something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a choker was when I went deep coof nine with Ray J's butter spoon in that sex tape you can purchase on Porn for $39.95. <laughs> and Caitlin? You never know what deep coof nine is? No, I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Balls so deep you're in space. <laughs> And Caitlin? Well, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but she once fiddled the plum satchel. <laughs> had a musty nut tea bag. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is she did a Kenny G solo on my wind section. <laughs> my heart, in fact, will go on as well. That was uh, my favorite rendition. <laughs> and that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. I to Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny and hot uh, pretty much the whole week. 92 today, 92 tomorrow, 94 on Thursday. It cools off on Friday with 90. And <laughs> Thank God it finally breaks for the weekend. Yeah, well, it actually will because you're going to see a whole bunch of rain come in uh, come Saturday. But it's 66 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I know it's uh, it's Labor Day weekend, and uh, you know, for many of us who are old enough to remember this, Labor Day weekend was always about the Jerry Lewis telethon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Jerry has been uh, has been taken from us uh, several years now, and uh, you know, it's just uh, Labor Day's just not the same. It, uh, the Labor Day weekend seems to, for me, lost some of its luster simply because well, you're in no sc- telethon. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not, you know, co-hosting the local coverage. Do they not do that at all? Or do they still do it? They do fundraising, but they don't. I mean, it's not like but there's no telethon anymore with no. anybody hosting it in his place, like over the weekend. Like, they not that do- if they are, I don't know anything about it. Well, well, but you had a good run there, and you did a lot of good work for the people who uh, have monk. monk oh, uh, listen, it, don't, don't 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 get me wrong. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful organization, do uh, great things, but there's something about you know a twenty four hour broadcast filled with one great star after another. And I'm talking about the biggest names in Hollywood. I'm talking about Lola Falana, uh-huh. Joey Heatherton, you know, you know, Joey Bishop, you know, Dean Martin, you know, that one time. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, like a cavalcade of, uh, of like great comedy, like Joey Bishop or Alan King, or you, you could, I mean, I could go down the list for hours. All these people, these kids have no idea who they are. What are you talking about? These are these are monumental legends of, of entertainment. Yeah. Would you be able to do that nowadays with, like, big pop stars? You wouldn't be able to get Taylor Swift no. to do something Ta- like that. Taylor Swift has got her own agenda, and it has nothing to do with helping people. Which, by the way, I bought my tickets for the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. 
Really? Uh-huh. What'd that run you? Uh, $60 for three tickets. Are you like in the very back row? No. It's in the movie theater. It comes out on my oh. birthday, which is October 13th, and 13 is Taylor's lucky number. So I'm yeah. lucky enough that I get to take my kids to that. Can so. I just ask you a simple question? Yeah. Okay. You're seeing this in a movie theater. Yeah. It is essentially a movie. Uh, it's a concert, Pax. But it's a it concert. is shown as it would be a movie. Yes. Okay. And it's $60 a ticket? No, it's $60 for three tickets. It's 20 it's like, I think it's $19.89. I think that's what her, t- because 1989 was the album that she came out gotcha. with. Gotcha. So one of the albums that she well, came I haven't been in a movie theater in a while. What's, yeah. the, what's the going rate for a movie? A movie is probably about uh, $12, $13. Really? Depending on, uh, you so know. So she's jacking you for like an extra six and a half bucks? Listen, you know what? She's not jacking me for three to fifteen hundred dollars a ticket so i'm okay with that no but she's jacking yeah. the people that didn't have the money to go the first time around extra six bucks more than they'd pay in a regular theater and you know what dopes like me will pay for it because you think you're getting a deal it's not even get i'm getting a de- i'm getting i am getting a deal because when you have a kid who's begging you to take you to a concert that mm-hmm. it's not that I wouldn't be able to afford those tickets. It's that I don't want to afford those tickets. I th- that that's a ridiculous amount of money totally to understand. be spending for to see a person. And you know what? You're going to get a better view in the movie theater. We're three rows from the front. Can you imagine that? Three rows from the front. Yeah, you know, most to- people in a movie theater would think yeah. those would be terrible seats to see a movie. Not for Taylor Swift. Really? Yeah. You know what? I got a happy 11-year-old at home who's going oh, to the Taylor Swift nice. Eras tour, but not really. That's really all that matters, movie, right? Movie tour. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean you got to hold on to those those tender moments where they still think your dad is cool. Yeah, they don't think I'm cool. They just want stuff from me now. They yeah, just, well, it's going to- Hey, can you buy me this? Can yeah, you well, get me this? I think you'll really enjoy what happens over the next couple of years. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's already starting to happen. But, uh, but yeah, I'm going. I got tickets to see Taylor Swift. Wow. I, uh, on a movie screen. Nevertheless, Steve, you know, plenty of great uh, concert films out there, but have yeah. been enormously successful. And listen, I don't you have, have to, to pay 19 bucks to go see them, but they were enormously successful. I don't have to, uh, I don't have to deal with the crowds at Gillette or the parking mm-hmm. or, uh, the sweaty people. Well, they're probably be sweaty, be sweaty people. people. Yeah, but at least you know what? It's only in West Springfield, so it's <laughs> there's an easy escape route yeah. afterwards. And some of those sweaty people are going to see the Marvel films. Yes, they probably will. That's where the sweatiest moviegoers go. Yeah, that's where the uh, the dirty people go. Well, that's great. I'm glad your uh, your kids are excited about that. Yeah, both, yeah. taking both kids. Yeah. Well, yeah, one is just I'm just going along for the ride kind of kid. Yeah, you know, inside. Care less about Taylor Swift. That's what she's telling you. That's that's what she's uh, projecting. But I'm pretty but sure I, that when you when you when you pump her full of no. questions after the uh, the movie, she'll be like, oh yeah, I really like to see that daughter. She won, and I'm going Thursday night uh, to Albany to uh, see this uh, this up and coming star called okay. Sir Chloe. Sir Chloe. Yeah. And Sir Chloe's tickets are only $25 a piece. And all that is, yeah, and it's only an hour from my house. Not bad. No, not bad at all. The concert starts at 7. They'll be over by 9. I'll be home by 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's and cool. They, and you don't have to fight crowds. 
I'm not spending, you know, 25 bucks is a reasonable amount of money for a ticket. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. How about that? See? I'm saving money left and right on these concerts. What are you talking about? I'll tell you, almost like uh, like that guy, what was it, uh, Vic Damone in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Hey, I got your tickets to Van Allen. Do you want these? You want to see Cheap Trick at the Palladium? Do you want to see Taylor Swift yeah. at the cinema? <laughs> uh, you want to see that? Yeah. Route 5 in West Springfield. See, that's you. Yeah, that's, that's me. That's, that, no, that's you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How about that? And if anybody mm-hmm. wants to come along, too late. They're sold out already. No kidding. They sold out like all of the shows already in well, the movie theater. It's a limited run, right? Yeah. It's only, I think it's only for a week. <laughs> Why didn't she just let it go for a full theatrical run? Because... You can't make more money that way, Bax, if you just tease people with it a little bit. And then all of a sudden you come out with a big DVD package down the road, months Uh, down the road, and you're selling that left and right. Listen, she's a smart gal, that Taylor Swift. No, I get it. I get it. No, I understand. But, you know, I would think that, uh, you know, if people don't see it in that one week, you know, some people are going to want to see it more than once. It could be a blockbuster. But if you only limiting it to a week then you're denying people the opportunity to go see some people won't be available that week i chose the 6 p.m showing because otherwise and that was the only one that was available in xd you know in the uh, high definition Mm. uh, version right otherwise you'd have to see it on a regular movie screen who wants to see that no please uh and those were at like 6.30, 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. and then the next XD one was not until 9 o'clock. So I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna be up that late on my birthday. <laughs> I'm usually in bed by seven thirty anyway. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So wait, th- this is happening on your birthday? Yeah, it's happening. This uh, it's uh, October thirteenth. It's happening. Uh, Ain't that a month. kick in the head? Yeah. So who's so whose gift is this? Is this a gift to your kids or is this a gift to you? My gift is actually hanging out with my... I actually love hanging out with my kids. My kids are, like, the best to hang out with. Mm-hmm. They, we like to have fun. Sure, they get on each other's nerves and all that crap every once in a while, and I got to lay the smack down, but for the most part, uh, we have a good time. Well, that's we, nice. We do the silly things like this, oh, like you're gonna, going you're, to the Taylor Swift show. Oh, you're going to have a blast. I'm going to dress up. My daughter asked me, what, what era did I want to dress from? <laughs> Because Eras yeah. means all the different albums that she was right. part of. So I think I'm going for that uh I think I'm going for that shake it off one. Really? That one was. I think just for the laughs, I'd go uh, the, the the country version of Taylor Swift with the boots and everything. Oh, I could do that. Yeah, a little dress, some boots. That's sure. when that's when she was like like thirteen or fourteen playing down at the other radio station down over in town here. And all I wanted was the free food from the record company. <laughs> And now look you at know, you. You kick yourself in the ass going, why didn't I? Why did I? Why did I not care about that then? I guess because she wasn't like a giant phenomenon. Yeah, because at the time she probably seemed like less than a one hit wonder. Well, they, 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 what they, what record companies do for radio stations that play current music, they bring, or they used to anyway, bring around these artists that are like up and coming artists and they play in little <laughs> conference rooms. Uh, around the country. Right. Where if they brought her th- uh, to that radio station today, she'd be standing out the front, outside the window going, is there ever anyone in here? Yeah. Why, 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 <laughs> why does this always seem so empty? Yeah. 
I got a better chance of seeing Michael Jordan at the Basketball Hall of Fame than I do seeing a DJ behind this booth. <laughs> it's 622 with Dax and Nagel on Rock 102. Pro contractors. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 627 in Aerosmith. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and hot today and tomorrow high in 92 at 66 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, you could be one word away from your chance to win $1,000 weekdays in the 8, 11, 2, and 5 o'clock hours. You're going to want to listen for the $1,000 keyword to cash. Then you enter that keyword at the rock102.com before midnight for a chance to win $1,000. Play every weekday to increase your chances of winning. It's your chance to put 1000 bucks in your pocket. With the keyword to cash brought to you by TextMeForTires.com, 21st Century Pools and Spas in Chicopee, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Would you like to laugh? I would. All right, let's uh, let's uh, let's do that. This way. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. You know, I just watched that whale movie uh, last week. And now you need to tell jokes. Well, one of the most depressing things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, an obese man is standing naked in front of his doctor. Right. And the doctor says, I'm sure you're aware that you have a serious weight problem. And the man says, Doc, I know. I haven't seen my junk in three years. And the doctor says, well, why don't you diet? And the fat guy goes, why? What color is it now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's telling him to go on a diet. Put a dye on it. Yeah, he's uh, changing the color of it. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's a nice purple hue color to it. Bax and Nagel in the morning. 50 Shaker Road in East Long Meadow. 632 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh, man, do you know what day it is today? Uh, Tuesday. It's the official start of gray squirrel hunting season in Massachusetts. That's right, bitches. I can't wait to blast myself all kinds of gray varmints. Yeah. So you can't shoot the uh, the black squirrels then if it's only gray squirrel? Or are you allowed to shoot them too if they're just I don't squirrels? Know. They're all uh, part of the same rodent family. Well, I one mean, just has uh, a darker tone to their fur. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't try to distinguish between you know who's gray and who's yeah. not gray. You know, to me, we're all we're all God's creatures, Steve. It's all uh, Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. That's it. That's right. That's right. You remember they sang that song about the gray squirrel? Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the season. <laughs> This gray squirrel season starts from September 5th today to February 29th. Wow, that's, a, got, that's a, a long season. Long squirrel hunting season. Yeah. But how come, how come, Steve, if the season is so long, you never see anybody put a squirrel's head in a plaque and leave it in their, uh, in their uh, say, their oh, library? I got several of those. A stuffed squirrel heads. Yeah. You ever get squirrel head before? I, uh, we may be talking so, about two different things. It's a little nuts, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> a little nuts. Uh, but the season is closed during the two weeks of shotgun deer season happening November 27th through December 9th. Hunting is allowed a half hour before sunrise and ends a half hour after sunset. Who's shooting squirrels after the sun goes down? I don't know. I, uh, I don't know why you'd want to wake up early. 
to get to those squirrels. And hunting is not allowed on Sundays because, you know, uh, that's the Lord's Day. The You know, you don't want to kill anybody on the Lord's yeah, Day. Yeah, especially when the yeah. squirrels are heading to church. So the gray squirrel season allows shotguns, including muzzle loaders, archery, rifles, and handguns for hunting. What about BB guns? Can I use that? I haven't heard anything that says you couldn't. Uh, a reminder to hunters, it is unlawful to intentionally leave a wounded or dead squirrel in a field or forest without making a reasonable effort to retrieve it and use it. You know what? Remember I was having problems with those groundhogs I was telling you about? Yeah. I went under my barn. Uh, had some uh, had some family and friends over on Sunday. Yeah. It's a dead groundhog right in the middle of the road. Somebody hit it. Was that your groundhog? It must have been. And my, my daughter said to me, uh, you know, because I, I wanted to kill it. I wanted to shoot it. And then uh, she and I said, see, honey, I didn't even have to shoot it. I just prayed to God and he took care of it for us. <laughs> <laughs> you, and, and he I'll did. Tell you what, he did. You've done a, have a to... damn fine time, a damn fine job teaching those kids Listen, about mortality. Let the Lord cook. That's what they say, you know. And... Uh, I didn't have to do anything to it. You know, you never see hunters like try to tie like a dead squirrel carcass to the front of their uh, their truck. No, like you like you're bringing it home with you. Yeah, yeah, right. Like you're gonna trophy the thing. Well, they fit in a bag. You can just put those in the bed of the truck. Yeah, but you know how I am. I'd probably forget them in the bag. Yeah. How are you gonna carry all those nuts around too? I can't carry more than just a couple at a time. Uh, here's a scumbag at a Palmer. Palmer police rescued a dog locked inside of a vehicle yesterday at the Big Y, uh, parking lot. Around 2 p.m., officers found the dog lethargically panting and exhibiting signs of heat exhaustion inside the vehicle. Yesterday it was, what, 90-something degrees outside? It was a hot day. Witnesses said the dog had been in the vehicle for 30 minutes. There was no air conditioning and the windows were down about two inches, causing temperatures to rise. Officers entered the vehicle, secured the dog, and provided water. Palmer police say the dog is doing well and is under animal control's care. Uh, after a short period of time, the owner of the vehicle and dog returned to the vehicle and were taken into custody. A warrant was issued for the arrest of David Gouin of Brookfield for violating Mass General Law C.272S.77, which is animal cruelty, as you know. So what's the uh, so what's the actual rule? So I mean, obviously you can't have a animal in your car with the engine off and the windows rolled up right but if the windows are rolled down does i mean what, what's the rule there well you still don't want to do that well, i wouldn't air conditioning going at least. no i i i agree but you know i mean the windows are rolled down yeah. at least he's still able to breathe Yes, but I mean, even the windows rolled down like on those canine cop cars yeah. they have those things that circulates air through the vehicle mm. even when the vehicle is not in a running state so the dog doesn't get heat exhaustion. Right. I mean, so, I never leave my dog in the car. I don't bring my dog. Have, one, he doesn't have a license. And then two, uh, well, I don't want to be judged in, inappropriately. There are people who like bring their dog with them everywhere they go, mm -hmm. like even on long – my brother does this. He takes his dog with him everywhere. And I'm like, well – that's all fine and dandy that you love your dog so much, but what do you do? Like, they can't go out and do things when they get to their vacation destination because they have to care for their pet. Right. So well, what's I mean, the we, point of going on vacation if you can't go out and do anything because only certain number of places allow dogs to go with you? Right. But, you know, there are some people that uh, that's not a big deal. Like, sometimes people have different 
priorities when they go on vacation. Like, for example, we bring the dog when we go camping because yeah. the dog loves the uh, the car ride, loves hanging out in the camper, and uh, it loves it. But that doesn't prevent us from doing stuff. No, but you're bringing your dog to a, a home, yeah. another home, a right. different place that the dog can run around in, and you can go out and have dinner if you wanted to. Yeah, it's a giant crate with a couch. Yeah. He's happy as can be. That's all. Yeah, that all your camper is just a giant crate. Basically, it is for me. Yeah, yeah, but 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 that's different because you're bringing it somewhere where you know you can do the same thing you do at home, go right. out for a couple hours, and then you know come back and the dog's comfortable, still lying probably in the same spot he was when you left him. Never moves. Yeah, uh, lugs, lazy lugs is what that's they him. are. That's what he is. Uh, a court date has been scheduled for Gouin to appear on his own personal recognizance and is uh, to appear in Palmer District Court today for arraignment. You think he'll make it? He'll make it. It won't go his way, but he'll make it. Are you Are you sure about that? You don't know. Uh, what no, I'm not sure. But you know how people get very emotional when it comes to their pets and dogs and cats. So uh, you know, I think the uh, I think things are kind of stacked against them. Uh, probably. I, I don't think anybody's really going to give sympathy to a guy who left a dog in a car in hot uh, temperatures for right. more than a half an hour. Now, he was at the grocery store. Was he? I don't know. They didn't even well, say they, that. They, they said just... where the parking lot was, yeah. but let's assume that he went to the grocery store. Uh, was he arrested on the spot? No, it says he's uh, got a, a ticket to appear today. So he was able to get his groceries back home. Yeah. Because you got to protect those. You don't want those sitting in well, the hot car. The, you don't want the ice cream melting in the hot car. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Again, exactly go, my point. I'll it's, go back to that Homer Simpson thing where they went to go to the timeshare meeting out in Arizona, and <laughs> Homer and he, they're walking away from the car, and Homer looks up at the sign that says 117 degrees, and he goes, "Oh, I almost forgot." And he walks over, and the dog's <laughs> in the car, and he knocks on the window, and he goes, "There's water under the seat." A bottle of water. A bottle of water for the dog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a two-vehicle accident on I-84 eastbound in Manchester, Connecticut, involving Springfield and Enfield drivers caused a tractor-trailer fire Sunday night. Connecticut State Police say an Enfield woman driving a Jeep allegedly moved into another lane of traffic in front of a Springfield-based Brown Bear transportation tractor-trailer driven by a Springfield man. The tractor-trailer then hit the rear of the Jeep, causing both vehicles to roll over and catch on fire. Three people were taken to the local hospitals for their injuries, but police say those injuries were minor. The driver of the Jeep, Dina Carrot of Enfield, has been cited for operating uh, a vehicle under suspicion and failure to maintain proper lanes. The tanker was fully loaded with 8,300 gallons of gasoline. It rolled over and caught fire with several explosions occurring. Despite the size of the fire, there was minimal damage to the highway. Hey, think about and nobody got killed, which is That's even a, more mir- amazing. a miracle. Remember the guy here on 91 about 12, 13 years ago rolled that thing at the Chicopee Curve? And, yeah. And unfortunately, he he was burned so badly that he didn't make it. And it also damaged the road, too, right? Yeah, I believe it yeah. did. I believe they had to do some, uh, some repairs out there. And then that thing in Philadelphia, wasn't there a tanker that rolled over and it, and it ruined? It, like it melted it. Melted yeah. the, the bridge abutment. Which is crazy, and that, that is crazy. and and everybody walked away from this uh, fine. Yeah, I'm glad no one got hurt. That's that is the good news. But man, she is going to get nailed on ins- on her insurance premiums. Yeah, I was going to say they're going to rack up some points on that yeah, one. Yeah, you're gonna. What is the what is the uh, what is the fine? What is the points? Uh, 
oh, I, for rolling over a giant tanker full of... Couldn't tell you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's going to feel that one for the next six years. I would think so. She's probably um, probably going to be walking a lot. I would strongly suggest public transportation. Public transportation? Anything where you're not driving. I don't know. If you're driving from Enfield to Manchester, that's going to be costly for you. Uh, is there a train? Is there an Uber? I mean, something. I don't know. Carroll Street in Enfield was closed Sunday morning due to an ongoing police investigation. According to the Enfield Police Department, Carroll Street was closed at St. James Avenue on both sides for the investigation. It, uh, it was being asked to avoid this area, and there was no immediate threat to the public. What's it? It was being asked. It. The investigation has since been resolved, and everyone is now safe, and that's all you need to know. I feel like I know nothing. I don't even know why they print this stuff. I don't know why you read this stuff. Well, because it's there. Oh. My mistake. Uh, stories are everywhere. Man. No, I get it. Listen, you I don't do. have to explain everything. But I don't me. understand why they don't like to give details with, with that. Because they didn't ask for any. Uh, That'd be my guess. Maybe. No details were asked. The uh, Sturbridge police are asking, uh, are investigating a uh, larceny and are asking the public's help in identifying a person of interest. According to police, the person in the photos on their Facebook page may have allegedly been involved in a larceny of a laptop. The incident occurred on August 19th at 9.52 a.m., but it took us all the way till September 5th to finally say, hey, have anybody know this guy? If you or, can identify that person. Has anyone seen the laptop? Yeah, where is that laptop? What did you do with that? Oh, I sold it. For what? I needed I needed some gas. A couple pixie sticks and a orange drink. Yeah, I would think so. Orange drink? Mm. Pixie sticks. Pixie sticks. That's a lot of sugar. Yeah, but who doesn't love a good pixie stick? Pixie stick? sticks and an orange drink? Yeah. You know what I bought uh, at Costco the other day? It was a three-pack of mini sodas. Oh, the like little the tiny little ones, mini yeah. Cans. The six-ounce ones? One was a Cherry Coke, one was a Fanta uh, orange, and one was uh, a Sprite. Nobody touched the Sprite. What is that all about? People are kind of on the fence with the Sprite. The Fanta and the Cherry Coke, gone. F- Sprite? Still there. See, I would have uh, skipped the Fanta. Yeah. I would be like went, the last one I would have picked. I would have went for the Sprite. I probably would have, too. I was the only one who had a Sprite. How many people were choosing through these things? Uh, like 10. Out of 10 people, no one yeah. was picking the Sprite? Nobody picked the Sprite. What kind was, of people are you hanging out with? There were kids. Mostly kids. Go grab Kids drink soda. Sprite, don't they? Apparently not. They only like the orange or cherry sodas. They don't like, uh, yeah. I mean, are you supposed to, how is an adult supposed to understand today's child? Spriteless child. Well, I bought that three-pack thinking, okay, all of these will be drank because it's all sugary sodas, and kids love sugar. <clears throat> and I like to send kids home with their parents all hopped up on caffeine. Good idea. And, but parent doesn't appreciate that. Oh, most of the people that don't, uh, that hang out with me, they don't. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny and hot. Uh, same for tomorrow with a high of 92. It's 66 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Rock, Rock 102, 102 is your home.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 652, and George Thurgood with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be sunny and hot today and tomorrow, high of 92. It is uh, 66 right now in downtown Springfield. On uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest is rock uh, biographer Nina Antonia. Her uh, book, uh, Johnny Thunders and Cold Blood, has just received a, a brand new reissue. It's actually a really, really good book. It's talking about the, uh, the life and career and the uh, mysterious death of Johnny Thunders from the New York Dolls. Really interesting uh, book. You can uh, hear it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. It's all brought to you by ZMO Buyers. Check them out at ZMHomes.com and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. These gender reveal parties need to stop. That is the stupidest <clears throat> thing that you could do. Is it, it's just another excuse for you to have another gathering, like, and to what what people are going to get upset if it's not whatever gender you want. It's the baby. It's, know, it shouldn't matter what it is. It you know if it, if this is like a, your first time being a parent, I, yeah. I kind of understand. Uh, I mean, I would never do it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I would never throw a gender reveal party, but I can understand how. This moment in your life is maybe like the biggest and most profound thing you've ever gone through. So, you know, your days of throwing parties that don't involve like ice cream cake and little hats and balloons are running thin. So yeah, I, mean, I, why, why I understand it, why people do it. It just, you know. Yeah, but that's what a baby shower's for. Oh, yes. she's pregnant. Oh, great. Let's get her on the registry and get her some gifts and get all this stuff that uh, you're going to need to get. Why do you need to focus on this particular thing about the baby well, that's coming out? I have to tell you, Steve, I think you're absolutely uh, right. These are unnecessary, especially in these days where you know, no parent should be imposing gender roles on their yeah. children so early in life without knowing what's going on with that kid. Right. You don't even know the kid yet. You that's haven't even right. met the kid you yet. Don't, you don't and know. That's what, fine if you want to know what the gender is, but why does it need to be this big to-do? Yeah. It could be non-binary, uh, gender fluid, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, you know, different uh, shades of gray. Yeah, but I'm not, even, I'm not even getting to that point yet. I'm getting to the point of, like, the stupid idea of a celebration where you're blowing things up in order to reveal whether mm. or not it's a boy or it's a girl. I understand and, that. I understand that too. But on the other hand, some of the best parties I've ever been to always ended when stuff got blowed up. Remember when the guy up in New Hampshire was using tannerite to shoot and blow up? Uh, you know, you know, blow up some using tannerite to blow up the thing to show what color smoke was going to come out of right. it or whatever. And he wound up blowing it using so much tannerite that he actually made a seismic. Uh, the seismic scale move a little yeah. bit by like uh, one or two. See, but that's a story they'll be telling in that yeah. family for years. This one, a pilot died during a gender reveal party when his plane crashed after dispersing pink smoke in the air above the gathering. A video posted online shows a couple standing in front of a large lit up sign reading, Oh Baby, before capturing the pilot flying low to the ground while releasing the pink smoke above the air in San Pedro, Mexico. Just after the after flying over the couple, the plane's left wing quickly snapped and the aircraft spiraled out of control and crashed in a nearby field. Partygoers were unaware of the accident, heard screaming and cheering for the expecting parents as the plane went into a tailspin. And then there was karaoke. <coughs> yes. The uh yeah, there was karaoke afterwards. <laughs> 
Uh, somebody's singing Baby Baby from Amy Grant. Uh, the pilot, Jet Airliner from Steve Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the pilot identified as 32-year-old Louis Angel. Oh, the Blue Angel. He blew this way and he blew that way. He was rescued from the wreckage of the aircraft by Red Cross paramedics who transported him to a hospital in serious condition where he later died at the hospital. The reason for the accident is unknown. Unknown? The wing fell off of the plane. What's unknown about that? It's unknown what caused the right. wing to come off. But uh, let's uh, let's let's call this correctly here. Yeah. He didn't die because it was a gender reveal party. He died because he decided to drive the crappy plane that day. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. It's like, w- would you hire g- gender reveal airways? You know. <laughs> It's just a guy at the end of the, of a private airport yeah. uh, with a couple of cl- like, like uh, rust buckets. What, what what do you think that cost to have a, like a like an airplane drop a bunch uh, of pink smoke? San Pedro, Mexico, probably not as much as you think. Probably not, but it's a costly expense for something that it, could literally be just, just like you know put you know, put your name in a hat and it's one or the other. It's costly, but here you are celebrating a. A human to be while you just got rid of another human like it just doesn't seem like it, it seems like a very stupid idea yeah. to keep doing especially when people get hurt it's like, an old, it's like an old blood sweat and tears song you know i was uh i hosted one of these uh things i didn't host it I, they just happened to do a gender reveal at a party uh this was uh in springfield yeah and uh these uh these smart guys thought it would be they took a bruins pinata right <laughs> Yes, and then they stuck an M80 to the side of it, and they're like, "Okay, let's see what happens." Oh Jesus! It took them like three times with the M80 to break it open and find out because they weren't tying it right to the <laughs> to the thing. And I'm like, just standing far back, going, "Yeah." When that candy, uh, that pink candy, goes everywhere, I don't want to be get hit in the hit in the eye with a. It'd be like a grenade throwing yeah. shrapnel all yeah, over. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get hit with a with a saltwater taffy piece. <laughs> Well, there you go. There's stupid gender reveals. It's 659 at Rock 102. Now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't think you have to go back too far to see the longstanding bad blood between the NFL and the New England Patriots. Let's just say they're not that into each other. One minute, they are accusing the Patriots of taking sideline videos of the New York Jets as if there was something to be gained by doing that. The next minute, they're tossing out fines and suspensions because Tom Brady prefers softer balls. Whatever the beef is between the team and the league, one thing is for sure. The NFL is run by a bunch of grudge-carrying, passive-aggressive jerks who like picking on the misunderstood New England Patriots, and it hadn't stopped there. Yesterday, the NFL issued an updated clarification on their emergency quarterback rule. This is a rule that was adopted last May. The rule essentially states that teams around the league can carry a third emergency quarterback on game day just as long as that player was on the 53-man roster and not a member of the practice squad. Pretty straightforward, right? Right. However, yesterday the league issued a clarification on the new rule stating that both the starter and the number two quarterback must also be on that 53-man roster. Now, why would you think that the NFL would do something like that? 
Could it be that they anticipated that Bill Belichick might have found an ambiguous loophole? Could it have been because Bill Belichick has two strong backup quarterbacks that have been placed on the practice squad, one of whom could be interchangeably placed on the 53-man roster, along with a recently acquired quarterback, Matt Corporal? On the surface, it appears that the only reason to publish the clarification would have been to thwart the possible intention if only uh, the and the only team in the league that could have done that might have been the Patriots. Have the Patriots done anything wrong? Not yet. Were they planning to? The NFL certainly seems to think so. And so the NFL, and it to seem like they got everything under control, have squashed any possibility of the Patriots acting this way. Of course, I think we all know the only loopholes that Bill Belichick is in danger of exploiting are the ones that the NFL hasn't figured out yet. That's why they're loopholes. But he will. And that's what makes him a genius. And that's what makes Roger Goodell not a genius. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Go to the Big E. First go to Rocky's. Pre-sale ticket partner of the Big E. They buy and buy discount Big E tickets up to September 13th. And Rockies will have regular priced Big E tickets. The official hardware store of the Big E is Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's to Springfield's Classic Rock at 714 and Stevie Nicks with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny and hot today with a high of 92. Uh, it is 66. In downtown Springfield, not as hot as uh, maybe a ghost pepper chip. The uh, I know you saw the story, and uh, sure, a lot of people have seen it. A Massachusetts uh, boy, 14 years old, died Friday after he took part in the so-called one-chip challenge. It's a, a viral social media trend that the team's family believes contributed to his sudden death. Harris uh, Wallaba, a uh, sophomore at Doherty Memorial High School in Worcester, consumed an exceedingly spicy packy chip. Uh, at school and quickly developed a stomachache. Uh, he was picked up by uh, by his family, brought home, started to feel better, but then later found that he had passed out right before leaving for basketball tryouts. For those of you who have not seen this challenge, it is a uh, it is a one chip in a bag, and it is loaded with what is it? Uh, Calif- uh, Carolina Cal- Reaper and like scorpion peppers. Yeah, those are the hottest peppers in the world. Yeah. And the challenge is to eat this chip and to see how long it'll take before either your mouth falls off your face or you have to drink or eat something to uh, to cool the heat. Now, I've seen people do this. Yeah. And I've seen people do all kinds of like, uh, you know, food challenges that are potentially dangerous or, you know, like the, uh, the, the milk crate challenge, which someone could like easily, you know, crack a spine in half. Yeah. And every time I see it, I kind of shake my head and just go, how self-abusive are we? Have we well, become where this is even a thing? I think it's uh, it's it's not only the uh, let's be an idiot like everybody else on TikTok, but it's also uh, like a masculinity thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, I can eat this one chip because uh, I can I can handle the hottest pepper ever. I don't, I don't find you to be just because your tongue is made of asbestos uh, to be any better than anybody else. Yeah, uh, doing something like this—it's uh, kind of stupid, actually. It, it it is stupid. I mean, you feel bad that this 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 kid had a, a tough time with it. Although, it's not exactly clear what the cause of death was. They assume well, that it may have been complicated by this one chip challenge, but. 
according to the story that I read, the uh, the company that makes this chip, Packy or Packwe, has uh, on the bag that this challenge should only be taken by adults, yeah. and that you know it could be potentially yeah. harmful to take this. I, and again, I've seen we know people who have done it. I would not do it. I can handle a little bit of uh, spiciness, but. But it's not regulated like cigarettes or alcohol no. where kids aren't able to access it. You can order these things on Amazon and they'll ship it right to your house. And it's one it's a bag with one chip inside of it. Yeah. And that's this one chip challenge thing. It's kinda I don't know. It, it, this is the kind of thing that can happen from that. So here's the the dumb part. <clears throat> you know what it costs to get one chip? Oh. From Packy? How much? I'm looking at it at Amazon. $17 for one yeah, chip. It's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. $17 for you to suffer immensely yes. for hours on end because that doesn't just go away. I was watching I was watching this uh, like news reporter guy yeah. do this, and this guy is had like the pepper expert trying to explain what the Scoville scale is and how hot it is. Well, before this guy can even get anything out of his mouth, the reporter just takes one of these things and shoves it in his mouth, and he goes, that that was probably not a good idea. And the guy goes, no, it wasn't. <laughs> and then the milk wasn't even – the guy gave him milk, and then <sighs> he didn't even have milk to do that. I don't understand what the, what the fun is in torturing yourself to a point where you can't taste anything and your mouth and throat and esophagus are on fire. There was, a, there was another guy – older guy who was doing like TikTok videos. I think he was like Australian or something like this. And this guy would like like would eat all these foods with like all this all this chili oil and it was like like eat like raw hot peppers like yeah. and it didn't matter whether it was like a scotch bonnet or uh, or you know a, a, a Carolina reaper. He would dip it in chili oil and then just eat it and you just watch him. And I'm thinking you're a grown ass man. I mean, I know that yeah. being on on the internet, it's kind of fun, and having a lot of likes on TikTok seems like a really cool idea. But you're suffering to do that. It can't yeah. possibly be be worth it. I, I, I feel bad for this kid and his family because uh, now they have to deal with you know a death at such a young age. I just don't understand why you would want to do this. What is the appeal to torturing yourself to the point where you could possibly die. And again, we don't have the autopsy. This kid might have had a pre-existing condition that might And not probably have did. That that I could mean, have been that could have been exacerbated by the fact that you know his his blood pressure may have been raised or you just you just right, never know. Right. Something else might have been going on with the, with this young man. So you can't really blame the chip outright, but it could have been something like you said that he triggered something in him. To do it, but why the appeal to this? You know, it just doesn't uh, make sense to me. It's like so many other things. You know, people. It's like a status to to have done to to do something like this, and then to put it on on uh, a TikTok or Instagram or you know whatever it may be, and it and to go viral. It's all about this this status. Yeah. Like you can say, well, you know, I did the one chip challenge and I survived. I did it, man. I did it. I, I'm like the coolest kid in class now. And then you have a tragedy like this, and you realize maybe maybe I'm going to cancel that order from uh, for for that packy one chip challenge and save myself the seventeen bucks. 
Maybe I'll figure out something that else to do. That might be a good good a good uh, decision to make. Maybe I'll uh, I'll go play with friends. But it's just like uh, it's just like anything, you know, uh, whether it be Tide Pods or Carolina Reapers. It's stuff you shouldn't be putting in your mouth. It's the same thing. <laughs> the other day I saw a video that I thought, "Why in God's name would any idiot do this?" A guy who was like blowing off like salutes. Yeah. Out of his eye, so he close. He put the the salute on his eye, and he closed his lids. And you know, didn't he apparently thought that his eyelids were somehow going to protect his eye. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a surprise. Uh, it didn't. It blew his eye right out of his head. Yeah, yeah. We were watching that the other day. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. You you were yeah. you were showing it to me. Yeah. Like, why in God's name would anyone think, under any circumstances, that this is a situation that you will go unscathed trying to do? To lo- lose a hand, lose an eye, blow your head right off your shoulders. I mean, you know, what makes you think that you're the one guy who's going to be able to get away with this? Uh, clout. Status. Yeah. They exactly. think they're going to make money off of it somehow. Yeah. Or they're going to they're gonna be popular with everybody because they did something yeah. stupid on a video. Gather around, kids. Let me tell you how I blew my eye out on an Instagram reel. Yeah, you you'll got, love this story. And by the way, you got to do something that nobody else does in order to get the attention, and something that doesn't necessarily involve, say, like hurting yourself, a disfiguring injury yeah. or death. Yeah, I mean, I blame the uh, ice bucket challenge on this whole thing. That's kind of really where this really started, where yeah. people were going around. I mean, obviously, Jackass was the original. Uh, blueprint if you will sure for people doing stupid things and rolling a shopping cart off a roof of a house and right. things like that but but i think that ice bucket challenge where everybody got involved in that mm-hmm. which i didn't do thank god did you do that i did but in a mocking way you did in a mocking way yeah because yeah. the islam was under a water restriction yeah. and all i could do was a shot glass of water and the only uh thing well that was kind of funny actually that yeah that's that. right uh yes it did do a lot of good for the ALS Foundation, who was the one that started that, and they raised quite a bit of money for research to for, for ALS. But it was really kind of a stupid thing, but everybody was doing it because you felt guilty, like you had to do it uh, because your friend did it. Yeah. You had to do it because this did it. You yeah. know, when, when that guy was on his skateboard, Right, and he was drinking uh, cranberry juice and singing to Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. All right, so there, there's a viral video. No one's going to get hurt doing that unless you fall off the, unless you fall off the skateboard. He's playing Dreams, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay, guys, just uh, you know, lip syncing to the song. Yeah. Easy, simple, you know, very low danger quotient. Yeah. Not going to die doing that, even, even though, uh, you know, I don't necessarily like drinking just you know, cranberry juice right out of the yeah. bottle. Not really my thing. But other than that, uh. No big whoop. No. But you put a chip yeah. that's got uh, Carolina Reaper and Naga Viper pep- uh, peppers. I had that wrong the first time around. Uh, Naga Viper. It's going to blow your mouth out. And it's you know, it's going to blow more than that out. You got it. Yeah, because you got to digest all yeah, that stuff. And that goes through you. No, thank you. Very I'm all, quickly. I'm all set. What was the other thing uh, that people did? Uh, oh, no. The other one I liked was the dog. The, 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 the the disappearing human trick for the dog. You ever see that one? Yeah, that's a funny Where you one. you hold the blanket up in front, and yeah. then you dive into the bathroom as you drop the thing, and then the dog was like, 
Where did he go? He's like David Blaine. Yeah. You know? Right. And then they, you show up and the dog can't believe you're back. Right. Yeah. And it's uh, it's amazing. That, see, those are videos I can get myself into. Absolutely. Watching some idiot put a hot pepper chip in his mouth. No offense, Steve Hawk. But uh, watching an idiot put a ghost pepper chip in his mouth. See, that's kind of funny. Yeah. When a, when a guy who's a quadriplegic does it. Yeah. Puts, puts a chip, hot chip in his mouth. All right. Well, let's see how much more this person can suffer. <laughs> right? Like, that. that's kind of what you're doing when you're looking at something like that. <laughs> yes. It's like, you know, what kind of nerve damage yeah. could he possibly have from something like this? But, if you're, yeah, you're just some geek off the street, you know? It ain't going to work out for you. Anyway, sorry for this kid's family. It's yeah. a horrible tragedy, but please, don't, kids, don't ever do this. It's 725 in Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing. It's uh, just about 728 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown can give you the forecast because it's going to be pretty damn hot out there today. Hot all week. I yeah, think. it is going to be uh, hot. All, how do the way, uh, How's Friday looking? Friday is looking good uh, and hot uh-huh. again. 90 for wow. a high. And then, uh, then it cools off with all the rain that we're going to get for the week following. Because uh, Friday is the final uh, Free Music Friday concert at the MGM uh, Plaza. And I'm going to be there uh, introducing LFO. Should be a great night. Plaza Bar be open uh, uh, there. Plus, uh, you know, offering uh, the summer cocktails, the beer, the non-alcoholic beverages, uh, the TGIF Square, where you'll find uh, White Lion uh, Dandelion Beer Trailer, the new Shot Shed serving uh, summer offerings, and, of course, uh, uh, Top Golf Swing Suite and Bar. And, of course, Tap will be open before and after the show. LFO this Friday uh, from 7 to 9 with me and the road crew at MGM. LFO, are they going to sing Summer Girls? Uh, are they the ones who did uh, I'm Sexy and I Know It? No, that's L-M-F-A-O. Oh, I was close. Yeah. yeah that's good. I like those guys, too. But, uh, yeah, that'll be the end of it. You were there Friday, right? For for a quantit? Uh, for a quantit. I actually introduced. I didn't. Uh, I talked to the guy uh, beforehand. I said, do you mind if I make fun of it? Because, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, when you're an artist, you don't want to be – you want people to know what your real name is. You know what I mean? Sure. And you, and you should be presented as such. <laughs> but I said, uh, you know, as I was introducing them, I said, uh, I you may have heard these folks introduced as Aquanet, which is Native American for hairspray. <laughs> and uh, and then I and then I did the whole Aquanet. Uh, right. And then I hear Barry Krieger over the weekend. Uh, he's, uh, you, know, you know, he's uh, – with me on the uh, criticism of the way it was pronounced on his former work from his former workplace. Yeah. But then he goes Aquanet. And I said that's not right either. It's Aquanet. And then he goes whatever. And I said not whatever. Yeah. You can't be harping on this and then uh, saying it wrong yourself. I think it could be said both ways, but never heard anyone refer to Aquaman. Yeah, it's always I know. been Aquaman. Yeah, it's not Aqua Pump. It's Aqua Pump. Yeah. Yeah. From the well to the pump and, and into, into the, the house. house. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. I, See, you don't say Aqua. No, of course not. Yeah, Barry's, uh, yeah, I like Barry. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes he's a little too picky. You know what I didn't bring for you? The egg salad. He gave me egg salad and he made it with bacon, <sighs> with bacon bits. And yeah, that's delicious. It was Freaking fantastic. And you left it at the house. Yeah, well, because uh, I figured, you know what? If I just leave it here, then I have no excuse to bring it in tomorrow. I can just go home and eat it today. Because it'll be spoiled by the time oh, you bring course. it here yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Well, that right. worked out great, Steve. Thank so, you very well, much. Hey, yeah, great. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to help yeah. you out, oh, bro. No, hey, listen. It's okay. It's only the finest egg salad I've ever tasted in my life, but that's all right. You yeah. just uh, 
Go ahead and do it's that. It's even finer with real bacon bits in it. I bet it is. He cooked the bacon himself. God damn you. Yeah. All right, I'll get over it. We have news next to Rock 102. Here's your West... 734 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, Bax. Thanks, Bax. That's okay. I almost said Bax. Uh, anyway, a two-vehicle accident on I-84 eastbound in Manchester, Connecticut, involving a Springfield and Enfield drivers, caused a tractor-trailer fire Sunday night. Connecticut State Police say an Enfield woman driving a Jeep allegedly moved into another lane of traffic in front of a Springfield-braced Brown Bear transportation tractor-trailer driven by a Springfield man. Brown Bear, Brown Bear, what do you see? <laughs> I see see flames and people screaming, get out of the way. I see vehicles trying to pass me. Yeah. The uh, tractor trailer then hit the rear of the Jeep, causing both vehicles to roll over and catch fire. Three people were taken to local hospitals for their injuries, but police say those injuries were minor. The driver of the Jeep, Dina Carrot of Enfield, has been cited for operating a vehicle under suspension and failure to maintain proper lanes. And because she was a woman. (sighs) Ultimately, I don't think that was what did it. You don't, uh, that's not a charge? No, no, uh, you can't charge someone that, with being a woman. Well, a woman driver. A, wo- a woman while driving. Yeah. That's not a, that's not against the law. Uh, excuse me, uh, license and registration? I still. Uh, are you a woman driving in this hour? I still love those old, there was the old Goodyear tire commercial from like the 70s mm-hmm. where it's like the man let his wife drive the car to pick him up at the airport. And she, as she's driving, like headlights are coming towards the windshield and she's swerving out of the way. And it says, <laughs> wouldn't you like to know your wife's going to be okay in these good years? Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe she didn't have good years on her car. Uh, the tanker was fully loaded with 8,300 gallons of gasoline. It rolled over and caught fire with several explosions occurring. Despite the size of the fire, there was minimal damage to the highway, which is incredible. <laughs> Remarkable. Uh, that nobody died. And yeah. even the injuries were minor, which uh, usually when you hear about a tanker over, uh, somebody at least dies from either the explosion or the heat or whatever. But not here. Amazing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Plomber police rescued Plomber? a... Plomber? Plomber. I guess it's, it's kind of Palmer. Plomber. <laughs> Palmer police rescued a dog locked inside of a vehicle on Monday at the Big Y supermarket parking lot. Around 2 p.m., officers found the dog lethargically panting and exhibiting signs of heat exhaustion inside the vehicle. Witnesses said the dog had been in the vehicle for about 30 minutes. There was no air conditioning, and the windows were down about two inches, causing temperatures to rise. Officers entered the vehicle, secured the dog, and provided water. Palmer police say the dog is doing well and is under animal controls care. After a short period of time, the owner of the vehicle and dog returned to the vehicle and were taken into custody. A warrant was issued for the arrest of David Gouin of Brookfield for violating Mass General Law 272-S.77. That's a, you know what that is. Uh, that's the not leaving a dog in a in a hot car? Something like that. Rule. A, a court date has been scheduled for Gouin to appear on his own personal recognizance and is, uh, to appear at Palmer District Court uh, today. Do they say anything about the about the dog? Dog is okay, right? The is dog it? is under care of the animal control office. So they've so they've yes. got it. Yes. Okay. 
Because I think the dog would be kind of bitter going home after the, the ordeal of sitting in a hot car, we well, are wait, waiting for him to finish his grocery shopping. Maybe the car was running, and uh, the dog decided, well, you know what, uh, he left He left WMAS on the radio. i got to turn this off. And he's <laughs> trying to push the buttons, and he hits the, he hits the ignition switch, and uh, yet... The radio is still going. You have to open the car door for it to shut off. Oh, so yeah. he's sitting there listening to Celine Dion's oh, My Heart my Will God. Go On oh. over and over again because they play that song a lot, and uh, the dog is just going nuts. So not only is this dog suffering from heat exhaustion, he's suffering from the mental stress of today's <laughs> hits. I've never seen... A more savage act of animal cruelty in all uh, my days. I'd rather die in a hot car than listen to the Kellogg crew promo. <laughs> if I have to answer uh, one of those inane uh, questions off his Facebook page just one more time. Uh, uh, they're gonna do, they're gonna do that bit again where the fake caller calls in and starts a controversy and then that's the end of it. It's kind of like that other station down the road, yeah. but they just are more popular with it. Oh, my God. The uh, possibility of a flight attendant strike looms for near for American Airlines, uh, and if a resolution is not reached, travelers could be impacted this holiday season. So they'll be, on the, uh, they'll be walking out of doing what they do best? What? Uh, well, they're American Airlines. Yeah. They do what they do best. There's something special in the air. I agree. But not something so special. No, something special picketing outside the office. Was that was that like a tagline that you were doing? Uh, many years ago, yes. Oh, see, I remember something special in the air mm. with a little jingle at the end of it. Yeah, I think when uh, American Airlines was having problems like crashes and uh, yeah. you know uh, all kinds of different uh, things going on inside the plane, uh, you know, some aggressive behavior, I think it's hard to say doing what we do best. Well, in in light of this... Western Mass News is getting answers on where negotiations currently stand. For some, Labor Day is just a three-day weekend marking the end of summer. But for others, like flight attendants at American Airlines, it's a reminiscent of why workers and worker unions continue to fight for rights, benefits, equity, and safer policies. Who's writing this stuff? I don't know. Someone, someone in the union. Uh, Labor Day dates back to the 19th century, and today the uh, fight for fair pay and better working conditions continues, especially for American Airlines flight attendants, with one telling Western Mass News that negotiations have a deeper meaning on Labor Day. This Labor Day should take a special meaning for American Airlines, according to a Paul, Paul Hartshorn Jr. Uh, ooh, he's the son of Paul Hartshorn Sr., <laughs> Hartshorn Jr. is a spokesperson for the Association of Professional Flight Attendants and a Western Mass native from Greenfield. For him and the 26,000 flight attendants represented by the APFA Union, Labor Day honors workers' contributions to the American economy and the way of living. But it also marks a crucial point in the negotiations for a 35% increase in pay and other benefits. 35%? That's outrageous. What? So you can charge? You, so you can shorten up the seats on an airplane by two inches? So you can add another row of seats? Well, I certainly hope that they pass those uh, that kind of cost on to the consumer. We are immediately asking uh, for, or we are asking for an immediate thirty-five percent wage increase at the date of signing. That's nothing out of the ordinary. These flight attendants have been without a pay raise since January of twenty nineteen. So pre-COVID is the last time we saw any sort of pay raise. 
you know what? They should be coughing up that money. All that government help that they got for staying in business during the pandemic when nobody was flying anywhere. Mm -hmm. Free government handouts, and now you're like, oh, I don't have any money to pay anybody. Sorry. Well, Steve, I mean, yeah, this is a very uh, expensive operation to run. I mean, the airline industry. I mean, yeah, sure. Sure, it may seem like on paper. It's nothing but profits. But I have to tell you, there's a lot of overhead. There's, uh, There's overhead. There's additional overhead, there's fees, there's taxes, there's uh, additional taxes, there's unforeseen circumstance, there's all kinds of things that you might not even be thinking about. It's not as simple as just, you know, running a few extra bucks for everybody. Uh, uh, you, you like to think that they, they can just, you know, slap everybody with a 30% raise. Well, well they can. Well, 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 if a CEO <laughs> is going to have to stop making $15 million a year, yeah. how's he supposed to be expected to I survive? I can't live off this money. Do you realize that he ha- might have to reduce his salary to $2 million a year? That's not right. Why should that be his job? <sighs> you know, you're worried about the overhead. You're going to lucky you get any underhead. These, these, these people aren't getting any of it. None of it. On Sunday in Springfield, a Souls to the Polls march took place at City Hall. Was this a, a, a remembrance of the uh, strip club that blew up down no, on no, Worthington no, Street? No, Souls no, to the Polls? No. The event was from 12 to 2 and encouraged members of the community to take advantage of early voting. Western Mass News spoke with Dina Cooper, president of the Springfield Divine Nine, about the march. How she, many people are in the Divine Nine? <coughs> uh, 27. <laughs> she told us, uh, or they, she told Western Mass News how important it is that everyone can get the opportunity to vote. We believe that voting is our power, so we come as a collective unit uh, to come out and vote, to share our voice, and to make the necessary changes in this important election year. We want to make sure everybody has the opportunity. Souls to the polls. It does sound like a strip club event. A little bit. Yeah. Like we're uh, we're going to get Angelina Diana in with a strip club. It's called Souls to the Polls. It's going to happen a, uh, on a Sunday night, yeah. and uh, it's going to be a humdinger. It's it's the same kind of uh, snappy wordplay, like yeah. you know, thunder from down under. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Souls to the poles. Yeah, you're let's bring right. them out. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's have a seance. We'll get psychic medium John Edward in here, yeah, uh-huh. and then uh, he'll go into the strip club, and we can reminisce about all the strippers that have uh, passed away from. You know, like use the old Mardi Gras. Yeah. Well, they're not doing anything over there right now. That's what I'm saying. You got a perfect event space to do this. Souls to the polls. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I do like the idea that someone had to, it was us a few months ago, but I forget how we brought it up. Um, the idea of doing like a like a Mardi Gras dance reunion. You know, oh, all, you yeah. Know, all these, you know, these women who, perf- who have provided great entertainment in downtown Springfield for generations. It'd be great to see uh, how is everybody doing, what they've been doing with themselves since uh, since leaving the club. Yeah, you get uh, most likely to. Uh, oh yeah, you got to get what superlatives. Yeah, right. Yeah, all, right. All the strip club superlatives. Most likely to uh, never <laughs> want to perform ever again. All right. No, most likely to yeah. uh, uh, break a heel, break a break it, snap your ankle <laughs> with one of them giant heels that you were wearing. Most likely to lose a shoe during a major explosion. Yeah. 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 I'd be like good. That. Yeah, I like it. Uh, a Chicopee police officer who spent months in the hospital after suffering a major heart attack earlier this year has finally returned home. Officer Mark Shrek Wilkes received a special welcome from his fellow officers over the weekend with everyone happy to see him. After 175 long days, 
at the Chicopee Police Department where uh, they are excited to welcome Officer Mark Wilkes uh, back home. Back in March, Wilkes suffered a heart attack, major heart attack, during Chicopee's annual Battle of the Badges hockey game. You remember this, right? I do. Uh, which benefits the Boys and Girls Club at Chicopee. Now almost six months after being rushed to the hospital, he's back home and he's doing great. That's awesome. So uh, there you go. You can end the newscast with a happy story. About time we did that. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny and hot with a high of 92. Tomorrow more of the same. It's 66 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Bye. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 752 and Journey with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and hot today and tomorrow with a high of 92. It's 66 right now in downtown Springfield. Just after 8 o'clock today, I'm going to give you the first keyword to cash. You'll hear it uh, today at 8, 11, 2, and 5. It's your chance to win $1,000. You listen for the $1,000 keyword to cash. You enter that keyword at rock102.com before midnight for your chance to win $1,000. Play every weekday to increase your chances. It's your chance of putting 1000 bucks in your pocket with the keyword to cash. Brought to you by TextMeForTires.com, 21st Century Pools and Spas in Chicopee, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, so over the weekend, um, I, uh, I made a slip and slide on the hill in front of my house. That's cool. Kids had a great time. It was like, you know, and then they were all muddy at the end. Because, oh, yeah. You know, it creates this big mud pool. Um. That was a lot easier to clean up and disperse than the Burning Man Festival over the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Hundreds of trucks, RVs, and other vehicles are journeying out of the Burning Man Festival grounds after heavy rains trapped tens of thousands of people in the makeshift city over the weekend. Because you got to remember, it's out in the middle of the desert, and they don't get a whole lot of rain out there. So when it does rain, like like it has been... It just turns into muck that you can't get out. Uh, trapped tens of thousands of people in the makeshift city and then surrounded them with ankle-deep mud too thick to drive in. Event organizers officially lifted a driving ban on Monday afternoon and said exodus operations have uh, officially begun in Black Rock City, the city that's erected annually for the event. <laughs> erected. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but before that ban was officially lifted, thousands had already started the trek back home. Drone footage shot by CNN on Monday uh, morning showed hundreds of large vehicles lined up and making their way out. Late Sunday evening, event organizers said there were 72,000 people on site, and by Monday, roughly 64,000 had remained. (laughs) In a 2 p.m. update lifting the driving ban yesterday, event organizers said while conditions were improving and roads were drying, the site remained muddy and maybe difficult to navigate in some neighborhoods and down certain streets. Take it slow and mind those directing traffic, the update said. Please be as patient as you exit through Gate Road and respect Burning Man staff who are working hard to make the Exodus experience as smooth and safe as possible. Yeah, sounds like so. Uh, sounds like it was a lot of fun to go to. They were told, uh, when, you know, after the remote area in northwest Nevada was hit with uh, two to three months worth of rain, which is 0.8 inches in just 24 hours. Between Friday and Saturday morning. It's a lot of rain. Yeah. So you don't have... Sand is just... That's what happens. Like, uh, you put water on top of it. It doesn't go into the ground because Mm -hmm. there's so much of it and it hasn't rained for so long that there's nothing to absorb that. What it does do is make a silty, mucky mess. And then they were telling these people, 
well, you got to start rationing your food now because we can't get anybody in or out of there to deliver anything, and uh, you're on your own, folks. You know the uh, the real punch the, uh, to yeah. the groin is here? All right, so you got all these people, not enough food, not enough toilet facilities, everything's overflowed, it's all a big giant mud bath. It costs the average ticket holder to go to uh, the Burning Man $838 yeah. a piece. Yeah. I mean, that, you're getting includes, a whole week out of it. You're getting a whole week out of it. You're getting a $100 50, uh, 50 vehicle pass plus the additional taxes, $838 to be stuck in a mud yeah. pit. Yeah, no thank you. No thank you. I don't know why anybody does this. I, I, I <sighs> Festivals sound like they're a lot of fun, but, but the, the reality is... You can only have so much fun at once. I don't. I, again, this this doesn't appeal to me. To to, to be out, I, I would rather be out in an RV at a nice campground. Mm-hmm. You know, surrounded by uh, things like uh, a septic system or you know something that you can uh, running water. Right. A, a restaurant nearby. So if you do get hungry, you can walk down the street to the restaurant. The idea of going out to the middle of the freaking desert in an RV yeah. and then getting stuck there because it rained and nobody really anticipated any of this stuff. And you're out 840 bucks. Yeah, because you couldn't see any performances because most people went home. I bet you the stars got out pretty quickly. Sure they did. Yeah. You think any of the stars got stuck at Woodstock? No. No. They all got to- taken yeah. in and out by helicopter. Helicopters right. in and out of the place. Yeah, this is this is a dumb idea, and going to a festival, you're you're kind of dumb doing this anyway. <laughs> you have to be yeah. somewhat self abusive to want to go yeah. and expect to have a good time. Yeah, if, even if all I would have to see <clears throat> is the five hundred and seventy five face value for the ticket. Yeah, the cost of the <clears throat> of the of the vehicle pass and all the fees that kicks up to eight hundred and forty bucks, yeah. and I'd say, guess what? I think I'm gonna. St- I think I'm gonna pass on this one. No, it was eight hundred and fifty-seven dollars. They gave you a one chip challenge in the in the in the bag <laughs> yes. when you. That was the only food they had left. Here's your welcome kit, idiot. Here's a Tide Pod and a one chip challenge. <laughs> you can dump yourself. You can do the uh, ALS uh, poop bucket challenge out in the back when we're done here. <laughs> but you have no place to charge well, your yeah, phone. You got these That's hip- too bad. You got these hippies walking around They're like, man, this is awesome. We're, we're in the mud. <laughs> oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Springfield, Massachusetts, and I was just <laughs> riding a river of poo with a surfboard a couple of weeks ago, and here I am enjoying the mud and the muck of the Burning Man Festival, brah. And this, and this whole bag it. of one-chip challenge oh, chips. Yeah, let's do it. Who wants Yeah. <laughs> Anybody got a Tide Pod? Come on, let's go. It's 759 at Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, let's face it. Everybody loves an underdog. And everybody loves when an underdog beats down a big, giant behemoth, a 900-pound gorilla. It's a stuff that makes sports of all kinds so much damn fun. Are you kidding? Unless it's your team. Nobody wants to see a heavily favored team blow out a team that stinks. Everybody wants the team that stinks to pound the snot out of the heavily favored team. And if you're like me, then I'm sure this weekend was maybe one of the best three-day weekends you've seen in years. 
For example, yesterday in college football, the unranked Duke Blue Devils, a team that has not beaten a top 10 team in 34 years, smacked the number nine ranked Clemson Tigers 28 to seven for an improbable win that no one in America could have possibly predicted. Why? Because Duke has not been a ranked football team in 10 years. In fact, they've been dreadful for the last four, and yet they just beat the number nine team ranked in the country. Meanwhile, on Saturday, the unranked University of Colorado Buffaloes, a team that managed only a single win last season, upset 17th ranked TCU 45-42. Why is this so incredible? Because Colorado has only managed two winning seasons over the last 16 years, and yet Deion Sanders, their new head coach, has just beaten last year's runner-up for the national championship and was probably the most improbable and likely upsetting college football in the last 10 years. Dude, I don't care if you're not a college football fan. If you got a pulse beating within your apathetic little heart and mind, then you got to believe that what you've seen in the last couple of days is nothing short of amazing. Do I care about Duke football and the Colorado Buffaloes? Absolutely not. I don't give a damn about either one of those teams. I don't care about either one of their schools. But you can damn well bet who I'll be pulling for when Duke hosts Lafayette and Colorado faces Nebraska this Saturday. Will Duke and Colorado keep banging at wins? Don't look at me. I don't have any answers, but I have a big fat wad of unwavering optimism on my shoulders and I, shoulders, and I expect to be waving that thing around all weekend long. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Australian Timber Oil. How'd you like to stain your deck with that stuff? Go to Rocky's for Cabot Australian Timber Oil or Cabot Stain Sealers and Waterproofs. Good people, rock solid service, and Cabot Stains at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Spring... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 813 and Ozzy with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny and hot today with a high of 92. It is 66 right now in downtown Springfield. Before we get into any of the important stuff that we already uh, had planned, I have to uh, tell you what today's keyword to cash is. Oh, we're doing that again. Yes, it is. It's time for the keyword to cash. Uh, uh, $1,000 keyword. Today's keyword is the word... Listen carefully. Win. That's win. W-I-N, as in I would like to win $1,000. Go to the keyword to cash contest page on rock102.com. You enter the word win for your chance to win $1,000. You'll have until midnight tonight to enter that word, $1,000 keyword for your chance to win $1,000. Uh, your $1,000 keyword is win. Good luck from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Oh, All right. Sad, sad times. Comes in threes. Yep. Over the weekend. Well, one of the lesser known was this guy. I don't know if you lesser known. Hey, this is a big hit. What are you talking about? The one hit. He had two hits. That and what else? Love is Alive, which uh, I thought was a better song, frankly. I don't know. I think this one really got more of the uh, pomp and circumstance, if you will. This is Gary Wright with Dreamweaver. A Rock 102 W. Still good name. What an incredible piece of crap this was. What are you talking about? This is a beautiful song. Don't you remember this from Wayne's World? I do remember it from Wayne's World. And it was funny because it was like, you know, he was going into a dream sequence every time he looked at uh, Tia Carrere. Right. And, uh, yeah, that was funny. But then, like, it became popular again. (laughs) This is my song. This is my song. I believe you can get me through the night. Can't hit those high notes. 
You got to squeeze it. What you got to do? Oh, oh dream weaver. I believe we can reap some more in life. Oh, God. So there was uh, that one. Yeah, there was that one. And then uh, and then there was this guy over the weekend. This is uh, Steve Harmon from uh, Smash Mouth. He got he got some uh, he had some demons going on. Yeah, that he, guy. Had a, he had uh, he had a big alcohol problem. And he, Bring on the Jaeger bombs! Yeah, they say it comes in threes, and then you know, uh, yeah, well, threes uh, was was this guy? Was this? Oh yeah, this brings me back. Well, which one are you doing here? This is a uh, come Monday. I, I didn't. wasn't I wasn't prepared for Margaritaville. To San Francisco uh, for the Labor Day weekend. Show. You never made it to Labor Day though. Yeah, I know. I got my hush puppies on. Now, I guess I never was meant for glitter. You can say anything you want about this guy. Because I know you're not a big fan of Jimmy Buffett. Oh, Steve, I would never be so insensitive to say anything publicly about some guy who just died. Well, come Monday, it'll be all right. Come Monday, I'll be holding you tight. I spent four lonely days in a brown this guy made over a billion dollars. A billion. That's a B with a bill. The, uh, and and I know you're not a fan. I know this is you hate this one. This is the one you hate. No, I don't. I see. What are you talking about? You were I, telling I would me never, how much I you would hated never this song say before that. we went on the. Uh, I would know. Never. Okay. Okay. Give it on, Spongebob. Watching the sun bake. All of the stories coming with love. Coming my six sing. I'll mind my board swing. Smell shrimp to begin to boil. He made a he made a life out of this thing. Wasting away again in Margarita Villa. Searching for my lost shaker of salt. Sauce or salt? Salt. Some people claim that there's a woman to blame. Wow. It's nobody's fault. Actually, it's his own damn fault yeah, is what it really came down to. Now, don't, yes, sir. you uh, why don't you like this type of music? See, I, I again, I would never come out and publicly say something so insensitive at a at a time of grief. Yeah, but you said it in private. And now I'm bringing our private conversation to life. You well, said I, you couldn't stand this music. You almost wanted to puke. Well, Steve, and I could say the same thing about any number of the bands you hear on Baxi's Musical Fun Bag each and every Sunday night. If we were going to expose all of our private conversations, we'd be spending 45 minutes you about your small penis you were telling me of. Well, everybody knows about that one. So away <laughs> again in Margaritaville, smaller Wienerville. 
Pushing for my lost shaker of salt. Some people claim that there's a woman to blame. I don't. It could be my fault. You know, if he actually lived the life that he sang about, yeah. he would have been dead 30 years ago. Yeah, I don't see anything in these lyrics to say anything about, like, making a billion dollars over the course of his lifetime. No, 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 no. But then uh, <clears throat> my all-time favorite from Jimmy Buffett. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was this one? Oh yeah, this is the one. This is the real toe tapper to get you going. Try to amend my carnivorous habits. Made it ever seven Losing weight without speed eating sunflower seeds. Drinking lots of carrot juice and soaking up right But at night. I'd have these wonderful dreams. Some kind of sensuous treat. See, I'm not even looking at the lyrics. It's a teeny vanagini. Vulgar weed. What a big warm bun and a huge chunk of meat. Ready? Cheeseburger in paradise. And heaven on earth with an onion slice. Not too particular, not too precise. I'm just a cheeseburger in paradise. And yet, we only sang one Gary Wright and one Smash Mouth song. Well, because uh, Jimmy Buffett had the uh, he had the catalog, if you will. <laughs> oh, a yeah. huge catalog. You're telling me Smash Mouth didn't have a few things we could uh, yeah, they knock had, down? They had two or three other songs that you might be interested in. Anyway. I'll remember him always as the Shrek guy. Sad day in music. Very sad, sad weekend in music. You never even got to go to that last Jimmy Buffett concert. No. Never got that chance. Cheeseburger in paradise. Sitting there with mustard being nice. Not to dicker and not to precise. I'm just a cheeseburger in paradise. Meow, 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 meow. Uh, I'm out of breath, man. I'm getting too old for this stuff. I'm getting too old for this, Riggs. (laughs) (laughs) It's 822 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 830 in Rush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny and hot today with a high of 92. It's more of the same for tomorrow. Guess what it is right now in downtown Springfield? 71. 69. Giggity. Oh, yeah. the odds of All that? Right. Yeah, yeah. We got Which is the same price of that golf uh, thing you can buy from us. $69. Good. You're absolutely right about that. We have news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western man. 834 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Big Y, your family market. Sign up today. To say with a My Big Y digital account, it's more than food, it's My Big Y. Visit your local Big Y today. Here's local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. Uh, by the way, there is a uh, traffic alert. Uh, Roadhog! Yeah, I think I didn't do that right. But an accident caused a uh, backup on I-91 South in Springfield this morning. And the accident is on the southbound side of I-91 and backed up traffic. The left-hand lane was currently closed. 
which caused traffic to be backed up past the Basketball Hall of Fame. No word on the cause of the accident. If there are any injuries, uh, 22 News will not update you as more information becomes available. But it had no nothing to do with anyone like looking to see if there's available parking at the hall? No, no. I mean, there's plenty of places to... Well, I guess there is no place to hang out down there. There's no parking down there. Is that what you're getting at? Well, no, I mean, I, there should be plenty of parking. <clears throat> there should be plenty of parking, but I don't think there is. Okay. Well. According to them, there's not. Uh, a former Marine from Shelburne Falls was arrested for allegedly stealing payment, uh, benefit payments from the Department of Veterans Affairs. According to the Department of Justice, 50-year-old John Paul Herbert was arrested Friday and indicted in federal court in Springfield on one count of theft of government money and one count of making false statements. According to court documents from January 2010 to March 2023, uh, he, uh, Hebert stole more than $344,000 in veterans' disability benefits. Uh, in addition, uh, to on October 24, 2018, he allegedly submitted an application for a Purple Heart Award to the United States Marine Corps through his local congressman in which Hebert falsely stated that he had suffered injuries, including traumatic brain injury from a roadside explosion while deployed in northern Iraq. If convicted, Herbert faces up to 10 years in prison, three years of supervised release, and a fine of $250,000 or twice the gross gain or loss, whichever is greater for the theft of government money. The charge of making a uh, false statement provides for a sentence up to five years in prison, three years of supervised release, and a fine of $250,000. Mr. Hebert's alleged, uh, Herbert's alleged, I see Hebert like he's the family guy guy. Oh, hey, boys and girls, <laughs> who wants to get some free benefits from the VA? Well, anyone here like some popsicles? Uh, Mr. Hebert's alleged conduct, you do it better than I do. <laughs> conduct, uh, <laughs> it just comes more naturally to me. Is an affront to every veteran who has sacrificed to earn the honor of a Purple Heart and who is deserving of disability benefits. Yes, I agree with that. Completely. Well, you have to agree with that. Yeah, I know, but it's a scumbaggy move. You know what? Uh, to take advantage of programs that are meant for mm-hmm. veterans who have served this country and deserve good, yeah, but but whatever care. Whenever you're embezzling funds from something, it's usually a scumbaggy baggy move to begin with. I mean, whether that or children's charity or you know yeah. stealing from the poor people do that uh, because people sometimes can be dirtbags every day thousands of brave members of the military selflessly risk their lives to protect our country stealing from our country's veterans is uh, or claiming valor where there is none is an insult to the honorable uh, service members who sacrifice for our safety i agree with that yeah it's uh I don't, like, how do you live with yourself when you're doing something like that the whole time? You've some been doing, people... been doing this for 13 yeah. years. I think some people lack that compassion gene. You know, when they were... When, when uh, you know, genetics are being handed out, you know, on day one yeah. or, like, slightly before you came in, uh, you know, sometimes you just got into the wrong line and you missed compassion or you missed intelligence or you missed, uh, I don't know, a, a conscience... This is a guy who has none of those things. Well, hopefully, He's only thinking of himself. Hopefully, he'll uh, he'll get his uh, day in court, and uh, things will be resolved. Oh yeah, at that point, more than nine hundred mm-hmm. students will be calling Westfield State University their home for the next four years as students moved in on Friday. Western Mass News caught up with some of those students and parents uh, who told Western Mass News how they're settling into their dorms. 
Well, my mom is laughing over here, so it obviously has been a uh, hasn't been as pretty as we would have liked moving in. But you know, it's all moved in now, and the journey is just beginning," said Logan Rogers, a first year student. Debbie Rogers, Logan's mom, said, "Coming from a mom of three boys, this is the baby." So I will say that Westfield has a very easy move-in process than my other two kids. After the hectic move-in schedule, Westfield State's dean of students, Maggie Balch, uh, tells the uh, start of uh, college life starts with some fun. And she goes on to talk about all the things they're going to be doing there with inflatables. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then the move-in comes as Massachusetts is in a state of emergency with the ongoing migrant shelter crisis. Perfect. The Healy administration is looking to secure emergency housing as more than 5,800 immigrants are currently staying in shelters across the Commonwealth. Westfield's mayor tells Western Mass News the state is looking at Lammers Hall on the Westfield State University campus as a possible shelter location. Huh. And, that, and that's a dormitory? <laughs> yeah. That was the dorm I used to stay in. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if there's any remnants of uh, Captain Morgan bottles or uh, <laughs> any other number of uh, things that I left there. <laughs> any puddles of vomit that yeah, may not have been picked yeah. up. I uh, Students we spoke to had this reaction. Uh, Emily Valeris, a first-year student. I heard stuff briefly. I heard people agree or disagree. Honestly, whatever happens, happens. I came here to Westfield to learn, and that's all that matters to me. In other words, her parents are standing right yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, exactly. I'm just focused on getting my degree and finding a life, said Olivia DeSarno. Healy is also activating the National Guard to help with the migrant crisis. You know, it sounds like, a, you know, these kids like seem like they don't care. But, you know, when you have a bunch of people move into a dormitory on campus, oh, you- how do you separate, like, non-students from from students i mean you're you're talking about a campus dedicated to yeah. only students on campus or in faculty or whoever else lives there right you know like the ras and all that stuff but now you're moving you're, you're I, bringing I, I honestly don't know how they do it i mean yeah. unless unless everyone has to show a form of id when they walk into the building so for example if you're a student you have to show a student id if you're a yeah. migrant to uh, you have to show your migrant ID, and then that's uh, they how they know where you're supposed to stay. I, I, I otherwise I can't figure out how they how they manage this. Well, uh, unless it's like a migrant entrance and a migrant exit, or uh, I don't know. I, maybe it's a good thing that uh, you know they they do uh, let, get to mingle. Let me tell you about the great Westfield State alcohol fight we had back in the uh, fall of two thousand one. Okay. Let me pull up my chair. The fall of 2000. Yarn, Steve. Fall of 2000, actually. Uh, the deal was you weren't allowed to. We had the alcohol floor, which was the top floor of Lammers Hall. And the deal is you couldn't bring more than a case of beer a week in with you. A week? Yeah. So we uh, petitioned and we fought because most beer was being sold in 30 packs of beer at that time. That's when 30 packs were coming up. We petitioned and we got them to change the rule uh-huh. from 24 to 30 beers. Now, that was like a, you know, and then we used to sneak the rest of it in with, with in a laundry basket. Riddle me yeah, this, because yeah. this is, this is yeah. a, trying to, really hard to wrap my head around that kind of horrible college experience. Was it a case per room or case per student? A case per room. That yeah. is an outrage. It is an outrage. And but how is a... 19, 20, 21-year-old student supposed to 
concentrate in their studies with only a case of beer in a week. Well, I tell you. Split between at least two people. Listen, we got the threshold change from 24 to 30. That was the big thing. Yeah. You get the rest of the beer in the, and the booze that you want to drink by pretending you're bringing in laundry in a basket mm-hmm. and you put a bunch of dirty clothes on top of it. No student security officer wants to rummage through that mess, your skid-marked underwear and everything else, but there's a perfectly good bottle of Captain Morgan under that. You know, back in my day, we had no restrictions. Yeah. We could bring as much beer as we could afford. We just couldn't have it in a keg. Which is the stupidest thing ever. It really is kind of stupid. It would have been more efficient for a keg to be in the room. Well, one, it takes up far less space Yeah. Uh, than like a $4 case of beer. Yeah. And yes, I said $4 case of beer. And you got one empty as opposed to 172 empties. But I could return all those empties when they weren't smashed on the floor and buy a whole new case of beer. But with the keg, I got to tell you, it was a little bit more challenging to get that into a room. Listen, being a poor college student, I knew what it was like go walking around the rest of the floor collecting all the cans and bottles so I could go down to Ryan's Package Store in Westfield, oh, yeah. trade those cans in, for a six-pack of Genesee ice. Ooh, that's the good stuff. Like pine needles going down your throat. Yeah. It was absolutely delicious. It was like drinking a car air freshener. You know what I would do? On a Friday after classes were done, and by by classes done on a Friday, it was usually noon. Anyway, uh, I would treat myself and buy myself a 12-pack, two Mm six-packs of Lowenbrow. Oh, Lowenbrow. Yeah, remember the Lowenbrow? This here's to world good friends. calls for low and brown no. right now. No. no, here's to good friends. Tonight is kind of special. The beers we'll pour must say something more somehow. So tonight, let it be low and brow. I thought it was uh, this beer calls for low and brow right now. Well, maybe, but uh, the original jingle was the one I just uh, gave you here. And anybody over the age of 50 knows that one like that. I like how we have, because of our age difference, the two different perceptions of advertisements from the 70s and 80s. You remember the originals, and I remember the, uh, <laughs> the, the redos. By the time you were yeah, out of college, yeah, yeah. they stopped making low and brow because yeah. it was awful. Yeah. I still have com- you have commercial jingles in your head other all than the that time. One? Yeah, all the time. I sing the Juicy Fruit commercial all the time. Juicy Fruit is gonna move you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, like I, I see that one. Sure. And, uh, and the the Big Red commercial. The Big Red. Yeah. Yeah. So kiss a little longer, make it last a little uh, longer, yeah, longer with yeah. Big Red. Right. Yeah. Now I remember that. Yeah. And sure. That's all, say, we, I wish we had time to do this, but we, we have don't. An we actually have a, a couple of guests. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, hazy, hot, and humid with a high of 92. It is 69 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 850. And Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, hot, hazy, and humid today with a high of 92. It is 71 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, we had a great bunch of events uh, this last weekend. Got good events coming up uh, this weekend, too. The uh, American Legion uh, Long Meadow Fall Festival is coming up uh, this weekend. In the studio to talk about it is Earl Godfrey and Henry uh, Lenawet. Did I butcher the hell out of that, Henry? You did pretty good. I got Henry right. right? Yeah, you got <laughs> Henry right. <laughs> That's Henry's the one I was worried good. about. Tell us about the uh, the Fall Festival. All right. The Longmeadow Fall Festival is hosted and organized by the American Legion Longmeadow Posts 175. And you guys are both members, right? Uh, I'm sort of an auxiliary member. I'm his neighbor, so now I am. He, All right. he, he's, he's on the, the committee, and he's the workhorse of everything that we do. <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, coming up September 9th and 10th, Saturday, 
the 9th. It'll step off with a parade from St. Mary's parking lot at 9.15 in the morning. It'll go south on Longmeadow Street, around the green, a welcoming ceremony, and then we're off to enjoyment. I, and and it, by the way, we have 102 booths lined up there. Ooh, Isn't 102. A coincidence. Rock no 102 more. <laughs> will be remembered. We're shutting right. down. No more booths. Now, now explain to us, uh, guys, why uh, you didn't do, use the spell check when you spelled Long Meadow, because it's spelled M-E-D-D-O-W-E. Elaborate on that, please. This is the archaic spelling, of course. It goes back to the fact that the original Longmeadow days, if you want to call it that, was the the centennial celebration of of Longmeadow's incorporation following the end of the War of Independence. And that celebration was in 1789. Now, their their independence from East Longmeadow, was there like a border dispute between the two? No, that war hadn't ended yet. We're we're still into it. I was going to say. When did the dispute come in of how to pronounce it? Is it Longmeadow or Longmeadow? Well, it was kind of a freewheeling thing. Everybody just does their own. Yeah, it was a lawless time. It really was. Totally. Yeah. But this is uh, but you got a lot going on. You got there's a there's a 5K uh, with this too. Uh, yeah, Saturday uh, morning, the Unico of Longmeadow has got a 5K race. The Friends of Longmeadow Stores Library has got a book sale going. The race on. bumps Henry? right up into the race bumps right up into the parades. So the as soon as they're stopped running, then the fire trucks are going to come down on the police cars, and we're going to try to get the timing right this year. All right, they're not going to bump into well, each other though. We are trying to avoid that. You know, you got to get like uh, turf shoes to play a sport on turf. Do you need special shoes to run on the streets of gold of Longmeadow? <laughs> <laughs> platinum not. is yeah. Yeah. Platinum, yeah. platinum. Yes, that's the more. Yeah, I don't know if those two metals metal spark up when they're yeah, uh, touching yeah, yeah, like that. Go. But uh, so, uh, but local food uh, vendors and stuff like that. Is oh that my God, we've got barbecue, local barbecue yeah. from Fletcher's. We've got locally brewed beer from One Way Brewing. Uh, the Montessori School is going to do their famous. Baked potato. We've got something special coming from St. Andrews. I think it's a walking taco or taco in a bag or something like that. Ice cream. We've got a, a hot dog truck. Uh, Wood-fired pizza. Wood-fired pizza. A coffee truck. That's good. Ooh, a coffee yeah. truck. A, I like that. Yeah. And this is all in the, uh, the Long Meadow Green, right? Yeah, that's just one little end of it. We're taking the entire green. We're taking, uh, taking green. it all. The, the, taking all, all of the booths are there. And Saturday night, the uh, Scouts in Longmeadow, organized by PAC 295, which our post sponsors, is going to have a camp out overnight on the green. Makes the PAC 294 look like a bunch of Cub Scouts. Well, yeah, it, no it, kidding. Uh, you can't it, trust it, any they, of them. They were. <laughs> yeah. Rogers Rangers. No, but you got musical entertainment, too. Do you have yeah. anybody who's on the bill Henry for that? the stage. Yeah, so we've got, we've got our select board member, Tom Lacusa, who is going to be playing. He actually is a guitar player and singer. We've got a, a young lady named Abigail Dowd, who I just found out is a uh, has done some recording. We have the Tamrac Hollow Valley Rhythm Keepers, which is a percussion group with Amy yeah. Gelinas. Uh, we've got a young band that plays classic rock called Yogurt Night. And then the Ludlow Community Band is coming with a big orchestra to play uh, at at one point as well. That's what, awesome. What's a Yogurt Night? What's uh, what's that all about? Not sure. I think that, you know, it's they everyone has to have one of these catchy names like 10CC. Well, they're Yogurt Night, so. Okay. All right. Well, they're... <laughs> Look it up. Listen, there, there, there are worse names out there. Like 10CC would be one of them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's not exactly a good show. But anyway, so this is uh, starting on uh, on Friday night? 
No, it starts Saturday, Saturday. morning. Parade Saturday. at 9.15. The festival opens at 10 in the morning, in addition to which, on Sunday from 10 to 2, on the, the north end of the green in front of the community house, our classic car show returns. Oh, cool. And God, it was a favorite last year. Everyone loved it. It, we had it makes Ferraris. you think back to the days, especially if you're a little bit older, you, which I'm getting there now. You had Ferraris uh, and Longmeadow? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we had got a race a, rail, like a uh, drag race car. Yeah, well, anyway. there's, there's a couple of uh, guys who used to race at Riverside live in Law Meadow. I got a 1983 Green Granada. Would that work? Uh, for <laughs> That'll, the work. That'll work. That'll work. It's vintage. Yeah. You don't even have to pay to go in. We'll pay you. <laughs> oh, okay. All <laughs> right, I'll be there. Get it off the yeah. lot. <laughs> Perfect. Well, again, it's the uh, the Law Meadow Fall Festival. Uh, Earl Godfrey and Henry uh, Lenowet, we appreciate you coming in. Best of luck this weekend. Sounds like it's going to be a good time. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's uh, just about 8.57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs>